0: I'm Kevin Robinson. With me, as always, the MVP of our league, Mike Panamarzik. Mike, a great day. Back with you, brother. How you feeling? Kev, I'm doing great. I'm so excited about today's episode. Ready to go. Dude, Mike, it's like the blink of an eye, brother. The season is gonzo. Conference championship is now behind us. I can't, I can't even believe it. I feel like it was just yesterday we were discussing the first games. My uh, My hopes and aspirations so high for Cleveland, yours for Miami. Both of us having good seasons, one of us not making it to the playoffs, one of us being successful in our attempt. I won't go any further. But Mike, before we, uh, before we talk about the conference championship and before we, we break down other parts of the season, there's a couple of topics that I have to discuss with you right now. So before we start anything, Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, both on the move. At least that's what it sounds like. Going to be a little bit of finagling to get these things done, but I want to talk about this. I want to talk about the best landing spots for both. I want to talk about some of your trade ideas and maybe some of your predictions on where either of these two will land. So look, let's start with Matthew Stafford. Mike, you know I'm high on Stafford. I love him. I, I can't stand the Lions organization. They are so Cleveland Brown-esque of old. They uh, just can't stop digging themselves you know, bigger holes. They just can't climb out. Matt's been in the league about 11 years. Not very injury prone. He's started a lot of games. He's only 32 though, Mike. My opinion, lots of upside. Not with the Lions. So give me in your mind's eye, where's Matthew Stafford going? Talk to me a little bit about, you know, what the price to get him out of, uh, out of the Lions is going to cost. Um, the mic's yours, brother.
1: Well, first, let me start off with what you talked about. What an emotional roller coaster this NFL season has been, and I'm not just saying this because the Dolphins won, the Browns won. This might be one of my favorite NFL seasons in a long time. From going back when we were t- doing the draft and all this information and free agency, wondering if there would be a season to have this season finish with Brady and Mahomes in the Super Bowl, you can't make it up. Um, and, and saying that, Kev, what you're talking about is a the NFL's off season this year is going to be a bigger story than it's ever been. I think Watson and Stafford is just the beginning of what we're going to see as franchise quarterbacks moving more and more as there's good young quarterbacks coming out of the college level. Back to Matthew Stafford. You asked me, was this the right decision? This decision, you and I, let's pat yourself on the back right now because we've talked about this for a little while, um, that Stafford needs to get out of Detroit. Detroit needs to move on from Stafford. Glad that they mutually went different ways because at the end of the day, your job as a franchise is to win a Super Bowl. Today, Detroit with Matthew Stafford is nowhere more than a 5-11 and 11 football team. Straight up. <clears throat> so, I'm a little off task. I just kind of talked a bunch of circles. But you're asking me a good place for this man to go? I've got about 8 to 10 teams. But I'm telling you right now, I mentioned this last week's episode, if Drew Brees retires, the Saints need to go all in on this man. Wow. Okay. They have the they, – okay. they, listen to me before. They have one of the best – the best roster in NFL. And with Matthew Stafford, you could see a resurgence of Michael Thomas underneath, and you'd be able to stretch the deep ball again. That offensive line could keep Stafford healthy, which he's kind of struggled with these last couple seasons. All those hits in Detroit eventually will catch up. It doesn't matter how strong you are. And imagine Alvin Kamara and Stafford together. That would be great. That's what my number one destination is right now is the Saints got to really pressure Drew Brees. What are you going to do? And if he's out, that's where my money is. What do you think about that?
0: Okay. I like it. I like it. I definitely like it. I want I want to discuss one other option with you. I'll tell you which I like the best, and then I'm going to ask you a couple follow-up questions. So, okay. I've got the uh, the New Orleans Saints on my radar. I'm with you on that. If Drew Brees retires, they're going to need somebody to come in and fill that void. Mighty void to fill, Mike. But Matthew Stafford, I think, is up to the task, at least as being you know, one of the top 10 quarterbacks, in my opinion, in the league still to this day. So I, I love that idea. Give me somebody else on your radar. On my radar right now, I'm also thinking about yep.
1: the San Francisco 49ers. I okay. think... Mike or uh, Kyle Shanahan is so great with his offensive play goals. I think watching Matthew Stafford finally after 12 years have a run game that supports his, his, his skill set, where he can be mobile. He can roll out. He can hit some people on some play action. And I think about those weapons, whether it's Kittle and Samuel, uh, Brandon, I, um, they, they're loaded on offense as far as skill positions in the 49ers. A first-round pick, this this gets it done. He might send Jimmy G to Detroit with this. And uh, that's a wrap. A first pick and a Jimmy G from Matthew Stafford. I'm doing that yesterday.
0: I love that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense to me, man. I, um, I can totally get behind that. Th- th- those are both of those teams. Okay, so what that tells me, Mike, is this. Both of those teams, in my opinion, are win-now. And I think that's the type of a team that Matthew Stafford has to go to is a team that's win-now mode. They're not draft-reliant. Because it's going to cost capital, so that's my that's my question. What are you paying the Detroit Lions to get Matthew Stafford? Now, look, San Francisco. Assuming they they come back to form, they're not injury prone anymore. They get their defense back. They're definitely set up to win now. Assuming the quarterback position's right, so I like that. How much of the future are you willing to mortgage on Matthew Stafford? Now, granted, I think again, I think he's thirty two years old, so you've definitely got five six years statistically speaking in the league for a quarterback. To uh to, to play out this uh you know at at a relatively high level. So how much of the how much of the farm you giving away for Matthew if, if you're either team?
1: If I'm either team, I'm definitely parting with a first round pick, possibly a B to C player, and a third or fourth round pick to bring this guy in. Um, I'm not doing some crazy RG three trade that we we discussed before. I think that gets it done. And I think especially with the Stafford saying I want out that lowers his value that you got to trade to get him am i wrong on that
0: No I don't think it diminishes his value at all I I think if you're the team you you definitely still have the hand to play here Mike I mean look Matthew's under I'm sorry Matthew Stafford's under contract Now he can say he wants to trade and the team can agree to it okay we're going to part ways but in my mind it's based on the right deal So I don't think it lowers his trade value at all I also think that there's a bidding ward. look San Francisco, the Saints, there are at least, like you mentioned it, 10 other teams are going to throw their hat in the ring for Matthew Stafford. There's going to be a bidding war. So remind me again, what what is the exact trade capital that you would give up? I would say a first-round pick,
1: a third or fourth draft pick, and a B or C player. I'm not giving a superstar. I'm not giving someone that is up and coming. I'm giving somebody, maybe a veteran, a chance to go. Or somebody that just hasn't really worked out. Um, a, a player I think about is when Denver trade Chris Harris Jr. away. Good corner, top 25, top 30, but he's not going to change the game, such as like, a, you know, an Aaron Donald or something. I'm not giving him some superstar for it. Realizing the quarterback's the most important position in the game, I think Stafford is also going to have a little input on where he goes. He doesn't want to go rebuild. He wants nothing to do that. If he wanted to rebuild, he'd stay in Detroit where he's comfortable and he's got a million dollar house, you know?
0: Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Now, that makes all. He wants to go to a contender. So first round draft pick off the board, Mike. Yep.
1: You you're not going to get done without a first rounder, in my opinion.
0: Okay, fair enough. And uh, both teams, you you feel like you you feel like any team, or, or I guess any any team on the board, got to come with a first round pick to get Matthew out.
1: Let me ask you a quick question. Okay. Today, Detroit calls Cleveland, and says, "You give us Odell." You give us Baker, we send you Matthew Stafford. What do you
0: do? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you make that you make that deal. Yeah, you make that deal for sure. We don't have to give away any picks. Yeah, we make that deal. Um, Mike, look, I agree with you. I think I think a first round pick. It has to be a first round pick for Matt. You still got at least five to seven years, so you got to have a team that's uh, again not draft reliant, ready 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 to win now. So, I like that idea, Mike. I still think the Colts are in the running. Um, you know. I I could see a team like Pittsburgh potentially throwing their hat in the ring as well. You don't know what Ben. You don't know what Big Ben's going to do. Big Ben's expensive right now. He could retire. You don't know. A um, lot of teams are going to be in the in the bidding war. Mike, let's go ahead and do this. I want to move on to Deshaun Watson because in my mind, this is the bigger take. The, the, this team has not yet decided to part ways with the with Deshaun. Deshaun's been the one that is been vocal about wanting to exit the Houston Texans organization. The team has not been nearly as a uh, forward in their willingness to do the same. So, Mike, talk to me. I've, I've heard reports of the Jets being a, a top destination, which is, is crazy to me. Up until this point, I thought, yeah, Deshaun knows what he's doing. <laughs> when I heard that report about the Jets, I thought to myself, oh, no, what's Deshaun thinking, man? So, I don't know. Add some clarity to this for me, Mike. What's it take to get Deshaun out of Houston, again, the team has not relinquished control at all. They're saying, no, we, we absolutely plan to build around him. Deshaun has other ideas. What do you think happens here? <laughs> well, first off, I mean, talking about the Jets, you're absolutely right. Like, up to
1: this point, Deshaun Watson, everything's right. But what I see is the Jets and the Texans point at each other the Spider-Man meme. It's the same dysfunctional franchise. And you can say the Jets have all these first-round picks. But what I know about the Jets is they're going to miss – Two of every three, you know, two of every three first round picks go back in their draft question. They don't hit, they don't hit anything. Um, but what I say is, uh, right now with Watson, too, and just to put this little background information, right now he's got two destinations he wants to be in the Jets and the Miami Dolphins is a close second. And, uh, we'll see what it takes. In my opinion, this is going to take a quarterback prospect or a veteran quarterback. It's going to take two first rounders, a second rounder. Possibly a third and fourth rounder to get this deal done because this guy's a mega star. And again, if he had not demanded this trade, he, he in my opinion, give
0: I would give four first round picks for the guy. Have to, Mike. You have to look. He's a he's a generational talent. Yeah, Deshaun Watson led the league in the regular season in passing yards with absolutely nobody on his team, and and, and the entire front office and, and coaching staff in turmoil.
1: And, and for, is and the, for the fans that don't yeah. know him or don't watch sports regularly, this man is not a diva. He is a, a captain no. everywhere from high school to college to the pros. What you have is a man that is sick and tired of losing and people making decisions, decisions around him that are incapable of making the right decision. Want to add that background information for anybody that's not watching NFL like Kevin and I do 24-7.
0: Yeah, it's it's a good point. Deshaun Watson, again, I, I don't think that there's a team in the league save, gosh, I mean, obviously the Chiefs, the Packers, a couple. I mean, there's maybe three or four teams in the entire league, Mike, that don't mortgage their entire franchise on getting this guy in here. That's my fear, Mike. That's my fear with Houston and Deshaun Watson right now. The asking price will be so big and they'll get it. And Deshaun will be going somewhere where it's either win now or, or bust because they won't have anything left in the cabinet by way of draft. That's what scares me for Deshaun. I think that Matthew Stafford, dude, I could see the, the, the New England Patriots making a move for him. So many teams, so many teams could come out of thin air for Matthew Stafford, and I think the asking price is so much lower. That's why I was asking you about, you know, is it a first-round pick for Matthew? Is that it? I, I don't see two first-round picks for Matthew. I don't see anything like that. I think a first-round, a second-rounder, a first-and-a-third-and-a-player, like you mentioned, I think, I think that's right. But for Deshaun, it's everything. You go all in to get this guy. My fear is when he gets there, he's just entering into another Houston organization, and it it, it makes me nervous. Um, time will tell, Mike. Any any last comments? Any thoughts in your mind as to where he ends up?
1: I think it's going to be uh, – I think he's going to up in Miami. I got a feeling.
0: You think that's so wishful on your end, Michael. <laughs> is that, that is that is anybody? I, I, heard, uh, yeah, no, look, I heard you say before, you know, and uh so the Jets is his number one choice, but the Miami Dolphins are a close second. You have to you know, adding in close. I haven't heard anything about Miami for a while now. I've heard only things about the Jets. So it's funny you say that. You're such a fanboy. You want Deshaun so bad you can't see straight. But I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna have to live with Tua for at least three more years, man, because I don't see Deshaun going out of Miami. Um I, either way, I would love and it. If and if he did, does go to the Jets,
1: it. what a nightmare scenario! That finally this Patriot dynasty ends, and you have the emergence of Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson somehow appears in the near division, and you know it's only a matter of time to Bill Belichick gets his guy, possibly a Matthew Stafford. If Stafford Watson come to the
0: AFC East, I'm just gonna have nightmares all next year. Yeah, it's going to be trouble. I, I will say this for the Jets: they do have Sam Darnold as a nice trade piece there for the Texans. That that's why this does make sense, Mike. Because I can see a first round this year, a first round next year, second round this year, Sam Darnold, and maybe another player. And I can see this thing getting done. So we we might see him in the uh, in the gangrene colors here very very soon, Mike. I do want to talk about. This last week, brother. It is time to transition, dude. We just had the conference championship, and what a week it was, dude. Let's start with the Packers and the Bucks. Packers lose 26 31. Tom Brady and the Bucks roll. Holy crap, Mike. Now there's talks of Aaron Rodgers is unhappy. A crazy play call, Matt LaFour. In my opinion, I, I look, I've heard it argued both ways. Three timeouts left, two minute warning still left to expire you know don't let don't let Aaron Rodgers go for it risk it I don't know kick the field goal get the points still down 5 you got to got to get the ball back against Tom Brady I don't know if I like that call at all but right now there is turmoil in Green Bay so Mike break down this week for me talk to me about what the Packers trajectory is and uh we'll talk a little bit about the Bucks as well but the Mike's yours uh first off what a great
1: game uh Brady versus Rodgers delivered 110% And what we saw is Aaron Rodgers' lack of leadership come through. Um, As soon as they got down, he was pointing fingers. He was making his body language. And what we talked about going into this game, one of my main points for Green Bay was to challenge them to play balanced football. Rodgers threw the ball 48 times, ran it 16 times. That's a 25% to 75% ratio for our audience. That is exactly what they have not done all year. Try to play hero ball with Aaron Rodgers. On the flip side, Tom Brady has three interceptions. Aaron Rodgers has multiple opportunities off of two of those interceptions. He goes three and out. And on the biggest third down of his career, he does some cross pass across the field. You could call it a hold. You could call it what it has to do. But I recall a John Elway 25 years ago taking it in versus the Packers. Getting flipped into the end zone and making a play, but again, this is who Aaron Rodgers is. He is a phenomenal talent, but he will never scratch the surface as a leader as Tom Brady. That's what I saw. The difference was. What did you think?
0: And that's tough, Mike. I uh, look. I'll agree. He'll he'll never be Tom Brady, but man, it seemed like his year, Mike. I'm sitting here looking at Aaron Rodgers' passing stats over the last over this last year. Mike, he threw for forty eight touchdowns, five interceptions. 48 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. The guy is fantastic. Here's what I want to say. You've got Aaron Rodgers, conference championship, almost less than 3 minutes left in the game, fourth down and the opportunity to steal this game or at least tie it up and you kick a field goal? Yeah. I think you got to let I think you got to let the man play. So here's my question. This this comes first full circle. Last week we wouldn't have dreamed about talking about Jordan Love again. First-round draft pick this last year, uh, quarterback taken out of Utah. Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers upset with the the play call, upset with the coaching, feels like he was robbed of this game. This is the second time he's lost in the playoffs to Tom Brady. Second time he's lost in the playoffs to Tom Brady this year. Absolute dagger to his legacy, in my opinion. Yes. Is there any chance, Mike, is there any chance that we are seeing Aaron Rodgers in a different uniform next year? Any chance on earth I, this happens? I, I
1: don't think so. I would call it less than a uh, half percent. Um, it just won't yeah. happen. I, I do think Aaron Rodgers is very emotional, and you talked about it. You said the words. I couldn't have worded it any more perfectly, that that is the dagger to his career to be at a conference championship at home. The man can't get it done, and uh, it's not the first athlete to do it. Um, but, again, you're talking about stats. Derek Rose won all kinds of awards. How many championships?
0: That's right. And look, I'm going to tell you right now, Mike. What I don't want to see is another uh, highlight of of Aaron Rodgers on on TV talking about. Well, it's hard to really tell what the goat is. Is it like who won the most Super Bowls, or who's like the best pure passer, or like statistically, it's like no, 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 no. Don't ever try to put yourself in that category again. Nope, ever. That 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 is that is done. Now Aaron Rodgers, hell of a talent, generational talent. Any team in the league would like to have him, but do not put yourself in that conversation again. Mike, Bucks looked good. Um they didn't look great. Looked a lot better in the first half. They stole a touchdown at the end of the uh, at the end of the first half with that pass to Miller from Tom Brady. Incredible. Beautiful. But uh Tom Tom Brady 20 of 36, 280 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Second half got away from these guys a little bit. But Mike, what I really want to talk about is the defense, brother. It showed up. Shaq Barrett, what a monster. Three sacks this game. Jason Pierre-Paul, two sacks this game. Mike, that is difficult to deal with. There were times when Aaron Rodgers snapped the ball, didn't have but a second. Yeah. And Shaq Barrett's in the backfield. So I, I really, 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 really like this defense right now. If they can come to play this way in the Super Bowl, we might have a game on our hands. But talk to me about the Bucks, And are you surprised at Tom Brady? 43 years old, Mike. Will he be any different at 46? <laughs>
1: He, you know, he's a gift that keeps giving for the NFL because, and this is a special year for me. I, I've talked to you about this before through text and through call, calls, Kev, that this is the first year I've actually been able to enjoy Tom Brady for who he is. I always, That's it's right. like an Ohio State fan and Michigan's fan that you can't root for the other team. But you can't root for the other players. Uh, so it's been really nice to kind of watch him evolve and really overcome so many obstacles. New system, no preseason, COVID. Uh, less practice and to do what he's doing. But you're right. The defense is exploding. And we talked about their linebacker core at the beginning of the season. And the man that you're talking about, Devin White, 15 tackles, the guys everywhere on the field. And with Shaq and JPP and, uh, Levante David, I don't think there's a better linebacker crew in the NFL and they're getting healthy. Um, and you know, I got to always show some love for Sue because he just bullied his way around. I think Tampa's got a great roster. The question always was, will it come together? So two things go in the Super Bowl, and we'll talk a lot more about this. Tampa safeties both are banged up. Chiefs left and right tackle are out. It's going to be quite a strategic game. But going back to this game, Packers defense I thought all year was overrated and inconsistent, Um, and they showed it. They, they, They showed some flashes. But I'll tell you, it is hard to get pumped up when you pick off the greatest quarterback of all time three times. And I think they got a field goal off of three turnovers. Yeah, that's right.
0: And that that
1: goes on Aaron Rodgers. He needs to own it. it That's what good leaders do. They are accountable, and they are responsible for their play. And the guy with his blame, complain, defend, that's all he does. And uh, I'm disappointed
0: how he took the end of the game. Stand up for your coach, stand up for your play, and stand up for your players. Yep, especially when he knows in his heart of hearts that they're going to run this back. He needs to show more character to his team. I, that, that's always been our bugaboo with Aaron Rodgers, man, is that it, the leadership at the points. It, you know, when they're winning, yeah, he, he, he's the toast of the time. But when they're losing, man, he's a tough pill to swallow. Mike, I got to piggyback on Tom Brady. Check this out. Ten Super Bowl appearances, man. He's been in the league 20 years. He's been in a Super Bowl every other year. It's, he's been in five of the last seven, Mike. The five <laughs> of the last seven.
1: The fact that he's doing this at this level –
0: it, it, it's unreal, Kev. It, it simply is unreal. Mike, been in five of the last seven. Remind yourself that at one point in this season, in this current season, the team was seven and five. Everybody was talking about, "Yep, yeah, didn't work. You know, Tom Brady's nothing without Bill Belichick. So I want to ask you this. Bigger part of the success in New England, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick are undetermined. Because keep in mind, Cabbage are pretty bare. Pretty bare for what Bill Belichick's used to working with there in New England. So who wins this, Mike? Is Tom Brady, or was Tom Brady the bigger element in New England? Oh, this is a land side if you're talking about a player and a team splitting
1: up. Uh, Tom Brady's won the game right now. But I'll tell you, there's still a lot more game to be played, even if Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. Uh, Make no mistake, if Bill Belichick watches Tom Brady hold that trophy at the end of the year, that is going to put rage, fuel, and he'll get it figured out. The best thing Bill Belichick could do is stop trying to be a general manager, be the head coach, let somebody else no make those decisions. I mean, it's the same Bill O'Brien problem. Uh, if you look at the Patriots roster right now, it's probably in the bottom third easily. Tampa Bay is loaded. Tom Brady did this as a calculated move where he went.
0: 100%. Yeah, 100%. A lot of elements, a lot of moving parts there, but um... – it sure worked out. They're in the Super Bowl, Mike. We're going to talk about that and break that game down here in just a little bit. Before we do, there was another game. Hey, the hey, uh, hey, hold yeah.
1: On. You hear that sound?
0: What's ding, that? Ding, ding, ding! It's back. It's America's it's back.
1: favorite game. It is called Stump the Kev, and we got <laughs> five surprise questions for our boy over there. No prep. No way. He has no idea when it shows up. And it's been gone the last two weeks, but I'm coming back with a vengeance. Kevin, next year, who has the better chance to win a Super Bowl? Keep in mind the division and the conferences that these teams play in the Atlanta Falcons or the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Why? Okay, repeat that one more time, Mike. A little bit, repeat that one more time. Yep, Let me understand yep. the question. Yep.
1: Better chance to win the Super Bowl, in your opinion, next year,
0: the Falcons? Or the Steelers and why? To win the that's I thought that I heard that correct, but to win the Super Bowl, the Steelers or the Falcons. Oh gosh, Mike, you put me in a tough situation here. How could I ever say the Falcons? <laughs> I, I don't believe I don't believe the Falcons could ever even contend. Um, at least not not this next year, but the Steelers, if I had to choose of the two, I'd have to pick the Steelers, especially if Ben Roethlisberger's coming back, which I'd imagine um he does come back for at least one or two more years. So I'm gonna have to go with the Steelers on that one, Mike. That threw me for a little loop though. Those two teams, I'm interested to know why you choose them, but uh yeah, I'd pick the Steelers.
1: Okay. I I didn't know who you would choose. Um, you know the the Falcons division has a history of who rotates and wins the division every other year. It seems like it's another team. Knowing that your Browns and then you and your your lover, your your side your side boo, the
0: Ravens are both in there. I just figured you might go with the
1: Falcons.
0: That's right. Okay. makes more sense now. Fair enough. All right. Hit me with another one. All right. Today, you were given
1: a head coach in position, and a GM comes to your office. He says, would you rather have as your quarterback Justin Herbert or Josh Allen?
0: Who do you take? Ooh, Justin Herbert or Josh Allen. Dude, I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I'm going (gasps) to go with Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Now check it. Check this out. This is why I I do love Justin Herbert. Hell of a rookie season. Best rookie season we've ever seen, especially for a quarterback that started the limited games. Um, I love Justin Herbert, but I'm going to tell you right now. I remember a guy named RG3 that made me feel like his rookie season was the next coming of uh of of uh you know I I mean it was it was the best thing since sliced since sliced bread. And then RG3 is you know if we flickered out of the league. We just I've always became a journeyman backup. Um, never had another another a success quite like that. So, too early to tell on Justin Herbert. Josh Allen coming off an MVP caliber season, um, showed up for in the playoffs. Definitely battled a tough team this last week. We're gonna talk about that here in a minute. But uh, yeah, yeah, Josh Allen for me, his his progression has been such that every single year he's so much better. I like his upside even more than Justin Herbert. As crazy as that is. All right. What about you? What would you say in that? I think
1: Herbert's the man dude I I don't know I mean Josh Allen is big strong and quick but I think Herbert is bigger stronger faster I love what I see on him on uh, Sundays he doesn't have the skill position uh, quite up to Josh Allen's but either way I think they're very comparable players that's a tough choice yeah no I can
0: see your point on that great
1: question All right, uh, two rookies both had roller coaster seasons both had injury concerns who would you rather have Tua. Before
0: you, I was just gonna say before you ask, whoever is not named Tua. No, I'm joking. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Tua or who? Joe Burrow. Oh, Joe Burrow, dude. Joe Burrow, man. Look for the time for the time that he was in, and his injury was legit. It wasn't a hangnail. Yeah, yep. he didn't stub his toe on he, he didn't stub his toe on the way to the arena. You know what I mean? That's not that's not what happened to Joe. Joe got messed up, and he did it behind terrible line play with very very limited weapons on his team, and he was still crushing. I'm going to tell you right now, Joe Burrow, I take Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert. I take Joe Burrow, I'm going to tell you right now, I take Joe Burrow. Ah, this is crazy to say this, Mike, but I'm going to say it. Look, there's a ton of great quarterbacks in the league right now. You got your Tom Brady's, your Drew Brees's, you got a lot of old heads in the league right now, but they're old heads. Out of all the young talent in the league, even with the small sample size that I saw in Joe Burrow, assuming that he could stay healthy, which I think this accident was a freak injury, I'm going to tell you what. I take him probably in my top 10. Top? I, no, I'm going to dwindle that down, man. I'm going to ta- I would say I take him in my top 5. Look, I take Joe Burrow over Baker without question. I put him right in the same category as Josh Allen. I take him over Justin Herbert for sure. I uh I'd be really torn to take him over Kyler Murray cuz Kyler's such a, a unique weapon. Okay. But uh I I take him over a lot of guys, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just didn't know if that injury changed your mind. Um, but yeah, you're right. He had a phenomenal rookie season and good gosh, what a just nasty injury.
0: Yeah, and look, I don't look for Joe Burrow to light up the rushing stats here. Yeah, I've never looked at him to be a dual threat. Look, Joe is going to stay in the pocket. He's going to pass lights out. I like him. Yeah, man. No, injury, injury or not, dude, you could chop one of his legs off. I'm still taking him in the first <laughs> round.
1: You got to love his moxie, his uh leadership, his you know, he just he he's he's contagious to be around. It looks like for the Bengals. And yeah, he's the man. Hopefully they can he's get the an offensive line that should be playing the game eventually. So, uh, all right. I got one last question for you. And uh it's yeah. Quarterbacks are defined with their legacy as Super Bowls. Which of these quarterbacks has been a bigger, and it's hard to call them disappointments because they've had phenomenal careers, which one is a bigger disappointment in terms of Super Bowl appearances and Super Bowl wins, Aaron Rodgers
0: or Drew Brees? Oh, man, that's a great question. That is such a good question, Mike. Oh, man. I, Drew Brees. I think it's got to be Drew Brees. Okay. I do. I genuinely do. I, I think it's got to be because I think Drew Brees is all around. I think he's the second or third best quarterback to ever play the game. I, I I genuinely do. And and I think he's had some really, really, really good teams, especially as of late. And it's not unlike these quarterbacks in their older age to start winning Super Bowl or to win more Super Bowls or get the second or third. It's disappointing for me because Drew Brees, every single year for the past, what, three or four years has been in the conference championship. Yeah, he's been or, there. Or at least the division, you know what I mean? He's been right there. Um, yeah, man, I'm going to have to say, as crazy as it sounds, because I think I think Aaron Rodgers is, what, seven and eight in the playoffs? Um, only been the one Super Bowl. Well, I'm but, gonna, um, let me jump in there, too, because I'm going to agree with you.
1: And he has had Sean Payne his entire career in New yeah, Orleans. Yes unlike Green Bay, is a free agent attraction. People don't want to go be in Wisconsin in the freezing cold. Going down to New Orleans, you're close to Miami, you're close to a lot of great areas. Uh, It's been a disappointment that this man's going to walk away with one championship. And you know I always get on Tom Brady about Spygate. Make no mistake, Drew Brees' one Super Bowl is defined by Bounty Gate. uh, Intentionally hurting Brett Favre, intentionally going after Peyton Manning, intentionally putting Kurt Warner out of the league that Super Bowl should always have an asterisk when your defense is going and betting money who could hurt the quarterback.
0: Uh, you know what, man? I, I I get where you're at. I don't want to dive into that personally because here's the thing, man. NFL is super competitive. And ladies, the old saying goes, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, Mike. No, I'm I'm teasing. But that, that's that's just it. I, I, I don't want to mar his Super Bowl. I, 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 I want to give it to him. But I, I get your point of view on it. But if you're asking me straight up, which is more disappointment, here's the deal. Aaron Rodgers has another 6 years I'd say of longevity in the league. He could get another bowl. Yeah. He could, he might get another two. So it's undefined there for Drew. This is definitely I mean, if he comes back next year, I'll be surprised, but it won't be two years from now.
1: And look at what we talked about, too, before we move forward, because it's, it's gone a little bit long, the longer we thought, but the NFC is not exactly rocking out quarterbacks. The AFC, I feel like everybody got their guy. The NFC's got a lot of question marks, um, minus a Russell Wilson, who the league seemed to solve this year, and a Kyler Murray that can't stay on the field. Brady can only play so much longer, I hope. Breeze is gone. Stafford's might begin trade the AFC. So at the end of the day, who is the quarterback's NFC? Rodgers could have an easier path than, uh, you know, a Mahomes or a Josh Allen or, you know, um, Lamar Jackson. There's a lot of stacked players up in AFC,
0: not seeing the same thing in NFC. No, you're, 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 you're spot on, man. You're spot on. Look, let's transition, Mike. I want to talk about the Bills and the Chiefs. We've been talking a little bit about Josh Allen here. Of course, we're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes a lot this episode, but. The Buffalo Bills get bounced by the big, bad bully Chiefs, man. And we all knew it was going to happen, except for me. I got to put my foot in my mouth here, man, or at least try to pry it out. I said the Bills would roll. Mike, I was a believer that this team was coming around full tilt. I genuinely thought they could get off to an early start. And that, that initial play... Hardman, you know, fumbles. This, uh, what was it? A, a kick return or a punt return or something like that. And the Bills jump on it early. Lead nine nothing. I'm thinking, holy cow! <laughs> uh, you know, this, this this is gonna this is gonna happen here, man. I'm on to something. Yeah, my phone and, got uh,
1: 25 uh, text messages. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes, and immediately you text me back and said, uh, "No, I still think the Chiefs got it by 20." And you were right, man. It's uh, it's crazy. So, talk to me about this, Mike. Obviously, the Chiefs are on a different level, and I had I had to concede, man. After watching. You know Tyreek Hill. How? Fa- I mean, is there is there another human on earth that's got fast twitch muscle movement like Tyreek Hill <laughs> that is as quick off the line as Tyreek Hill? They can literally leave you behind him in a in a blink of an eye. Not to mention Kelsey, who led all receivers in passing yards this year, or in reception uh, in receiving yards this year. C- crazy amount of talent on that team, Mike. Not even to mention Nicole Hartman. Yeah. You know. So one. Is it just a matter of the Bills running into the Chiefs? Is it too early for the Bills? What's their trajectory next year? Do we see them back here contending for a championship? Talk to me about what you saw here.
1: Well, I want to talk about the best quarterback I've ever seen play is Patrick Mahomes. And I can say that already. I know we just went on our Tom Brady, you know, um compliment session, but Mahomes is the truth, man. He is the real deal. He is the LeBron James of the NFL. I've said it before. And the game experience that these guys have, 21 out of the 22 starters were brought back this year for one mission to win the Lombardi. They don't care about MVPs. They don't care about who has the most running yards, receiving yards, receptions, sacks. This team has been so focused, so dialed in. And uh, unfortunately for the Buffalo Bills, they're not on that level. I don't think anybody is. Um, There's no lead that's safe there's nobody I can guard Kelsey. Nobody can guard Hill. And at the end of the day, this defense is better than people give credit for. And it starts with the Honey Badger just making plays after plays. It was impressive when you see this hottest team in the NFL come to your place, and the butt whooping they gave them. Uh, Kansas City is just a whole different world. I've been saying it all year. I'm not trying to toot my own horn because some other people were too, but it it looks different it is a chess game versus the other team's playing checkers and uh that's Mahomes coming off a concussion and a sore foot he just gets better and better what what, what are your thoughts let's talk about the Chiefs and then we, we rotate to the Bills am I am I putting him on too high on a platform am I am I crazy because this guy should have been in a Super Bowl two years ago guy jumps off sides he would have three Super Bowls potentially in a row
0: no no that's right mike that's 100% right that that's very very realistic that you know the 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 cost of a coin i'm sorry the toss of a coin in that game could have been it was the difference of them getting to their first super bowl it could could be three in a row you're very very right um here's the deal mike if you would have asked me this last week and put this much emphasis on how good the chiefs are i would have pointed to the previous 7 weeks i would have talked about You know, how they're not scoring a ton and how their defense is a little bit hit and miss and how Patrick Mahomes looks off at times. But here's the thing. I saw them this last week. Mike, when they turn it on, there's nothing like it. No. And so you mentioned that there's no lead that's safe. That's right. You can get up 10, 15, 20 points on this team in the blink of an eye. You can do that to them, but they will come back. You cannot sleep on them. Patrick Mahomes is incredible. The way that these players play for him, the way that they listen to him. I was watching him galvanize the troops over there on the sideline, watching them rev these guys up after that blunder by Nicole Harmon. And they come out right afterwards and get a score and they start putting up points. And after that, momentum carries them through. And momentum is a real thing. This team knows how to capture momentum at a high, all-time high. So yeah, it's going to be really, really tough for the Buccaneers this next week. Let's talk about the Bills before we move in and, and predict the Super Bowl, Mike. So a couple questions for you. And again, I I talked about it before. Josh Allen had a fantastic and absolutely fantastic regular season. He was even playing good in the playoffs. I think what he had five touchdowns, one interception. He had 800 some odd yards in the playoffs. I mean, he was playing fantastic as they got into Arrowhead Stadium and they hit the brick wall that is the Chiefs. So do you like this team on a rebound next year, Mike? Do you think they're able to capture the glory of this season? and ride back into the playoffs and potentially become a little bit more prepared? And if so, what are they trying to do this offseason to better accommodate themselves against a team like the Chiefs?
1: Well, I absolutely believe the window is still wide open. When you bring Josh Allen has made the biggest jump I think I've ever seen, not only of a quarterback, maybe of any player in NFL history that I can think of. And then you put a, a coach with him like Sean McDermott, very innovative, um, a lot of good weapons around there, but you want to talk about some areas to grow in. Number one is Josh Allen cannot keep getting hit over and over again the way he has all season. Um, and that includes, you know, like you you, you watch Cam Newton a lot. You lived in North Carolina and South Carolina for those years. Yep. It yep. reminds me of the same thing. You cannot keep getting hit by defensive linemen, linebackers, the way he's doing in and sustain your play. You're going to get injured. It just—it it just the rule of physics. You know, you cannot keep getting hit by these big, strong guys. So they need to develop a run game. They need Mike, to,
0: you know, the, you can't win in the NFL that run game. Go ahead, Mike. You're so right about that. It's funny you mentioned Cam Newton. We've talked about this before on on this show, and I've I've mentioned this just in in side conversations a million different times. The way that Cam Newton was used in Carolina the first couple of years should have stalled out after the first couple of years, but it didn't. Ron Rivera and company kept running him and running him and running him like a running back. And Cam Newton is way too young to play the game the way that he does right now. Josh Allen is headed for that. I, I agree, man. I feel like they need to change course and get a running game. Look, he led all running backs this last week, 88 yards on the ground. Mike, the next closest back, had 17 yards and Devin Singletary. Yeah. That cannot happen. Josh Allen is not meant to be a run-first quarterback. Now, I know that he can do it, and I know that he can blow your mind when he doesn't. He, he extends plays, and he gets you third downs, and you know he does all these great things with his legs. But by God, keep that dude protected. Do not design plays for him to run, because he will be out of the league. He will be the next Cam Newton. I'm telling you, Mike, you're spot on with that. Keep going.
1: And, and you talk about, the evolution, you know, you know, this player getting better. He also can't take the sacks he took this game. He had four times he was sacked for a loss of 53 yards. Yeah, 53 yards. Gotta be better than that. I think they need to be they bulk up the offensive line, um, get maybe a couple of strong guards to really push the pile backwards. Maybe another defensive uh D tackle, strengthen up that defense, but make no mistake. I mean, the Bills are good. They're in great shape to be kind of back in the conference championship. I don't know what they can do to catch the Chiefs. I mean, they they're just a different team. The Chiefs might be the best team I've ever watched.
0: Well, well, Mike, keep in mind th- this whole idea of you know they're not ready or you know what whatever that 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 we got to wait it out and type thing that that doesn't work in the league anymore. Mike, Patrick Mahomes won his first Super Bowl in his second season. Russell Wilson won his first super bowl in his second season. I want to say Ben Roethlisberger did the same thing. Right. I mean th- th- this is happening now. And it's like Josh don't get me wrong, Josh Allen his progression has been incredible and it's undeniable. But Mike, the time is now. Look, they've got to add an edge to that team. They've got to take pressure off him in the run game. Yes. In my mind they got to get a, they got to get a wrecking ball in there. A guy who can keep defenses honest. Stephon Diggs, in my opinion, one of the best offseason acquisitions that you could have potentially gotten with a first and a third round pick. Cole Beasley, second wide receiver in the league, on that team. Fantastic compliment to Stephon Diggs. They've got weapons there. They need a run game. In my mind, offensive line, run game, and go, go, go to town. Josh Allen has to keep progressing, though, because he's not on Patrick Mahomes' level. Mike, let's talk about this game. I want to talk about the Bucks and the Chiefs, and I want to give it to you first You just mentioned Chiefs firing on all cylinders, especially after this game. They beat the hottest team. I agree. I think the Bills were the hottest team in the NFL coming into this game. They whooped up on them. Now they're going to face the Bucs. Ironically enough, this will be the first Super Bowl ever played with one of the teams actually playing at home. Tampa Bay gets to play this at their own arena. So the Chiefs are traveling to Tampa's home. What happens here and why?
1: Well, I know we're going to do a full... Breakdown of this on next week, but my prediction, just kind of seeing what I saw last weekend, I'm thinking the Bucks get blown out probably by 24 points. It's going to be the biggest embarrassment of Tom Brady coming high off of that Packers game and just running straight into a brick wall. Uh, I don't see anybody or anything slowing down the Chiefs' offense. And again, these guys kind of paced themselves throughout the season. For the Bucks, it's been you know we got to get this, we got to get this right, get this right. The big game experience for all these players, it's it's destiny. Um, I got I got my Holmes and company getting their second ring back to back years.
0: Mike, I I literally had to cover my mouth from laughing out loud. <laughs> You're gonna you hey listen. You are going to count Tom Brady out like that. That easy. You watched yeah. the man for 20 years. 20 years. He's been in he's going to be in 10 Super Bowls. You're going to talk about a huge huge margin of victory here. 24 points. Yeah. Yep. Holy holy cow. That is that is something that is something precious, well, let me, Mike.
1: Let me ask you a question then. If the Bills were to play the Bucks or Packers, who would have you picked? You would have said Buffalo, man. You were riding Buffalo all last eight weeks in
0: a row, right? I I would have, but I'm going to tell you this: I also picked Green Bay to come out. I I, I picked Green Bay to represent in the in, in, in the Super Bowl. So that's the thing, man. If if you're asking me right now, watching Tom Brady just get every single player around him playing to their max potential, one game, one time, he gets to make this work. I, I don't know, Mike. I don't know. I, I just don't think you can count Tom Brady out. He, uh, he's he got a lot of weapons over there, too. And keep in mind, you mentioned it before. Chiefs are limping into this game. Starting left tackle, Eric Fisher, out. That's big time. Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett. We talked about these guys before. Uh, five sacks between the two of them, just in one game. But make, Chief, look man, m- make Chiefs, no got the work cut out for him.
1: Make no mistake. The Bucks got a lot of injuries in their secondary, and if you're talking about Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, good luck. If you don't have the communication in your secondary, Tyreek Hill smoked these guys for what was it, 200 yards in one quarter? Yeah. yeah and it's going to get yeah. better without your two star safeties. It's going to be a long day for and, I, and and I'm not trying to cut down Tom Brady. I'm not going to say anything about the Bucks. But sometimes you just meet the, meet the wrong team at the wrong time. And again, if LeBron played Michael Jordan towards Jordan's end of his career and LeBron is prime, who are you taking? I mean, you're
0: taking LeBron either way, but who am I kidding? I was just going to tell you, shoot, man. I'll take LeBron out of the womb against any player that's ever stepped on a court. You kidding me? It doesn't matter how old he is. That, <laughs> but, but look, you, 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 you make a great point here, man. You make a great point. Um, Chiefs are that team, Mike. They got that swagger. They got one of the... Gosh, one of the best quarterbacks. It's so hard for me to say this. I hate saying this because he's so young in the league, but he is an incredible talent. Definitely looks to be one of the best that's ever played the game in Patrick Mahomes, but he's going up against the GOAT. Tom Brady, man. So look, Mike, let me ask you right now. In my opinion, if Tom Brady loses this Super Bowl, it does nothing to his legacy. My question for you is, is winning this Super Bowl or does winning this Super Bowl, can it in any way, shape, or form further cement Tom Brady as the GOAT? Like, is there is there anything that Tom Brady can do from this point out in his career that's going to change anybody's mind in the fact that he's the GOAT? So
1: let's go back to if he loses his Super Bowl, he is then six and four in Super Bowls with three asterisks from Spygate for his first three. So let's not pretend that's not a small thing or big oh, thing. Oh my
0: but, goodness, I forgot who I was talking to. I it, forgot he, who I was talking to.
1: Either way, he's going to go down as the GOAT, the greatest of all times. Never mind that Joe Montana never lost a Super Bowl. Never mind he played in an era where you could just absolutely destroy quarterbacks. But we just pretend that's not a thing. Again, Tom Brady, the, the long career, his constant championships in his pedigree. You know, I... I'm still
0: bitter about Spygate. I know you are, but that's the thing—you can't. I've—I've I've said this to you before. You can't put asterisks next to Tom Brady's Super Bowls for Spygate when every single team in the league tries their best to be the best cheaters there are. Everybody's trying to get a competitive edge. The Patriots just got caught. That's all my opinion. Either way, I—I—I I, 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 don't—I—I I don't know, Mike. Like you mentioned, you mentioned Joe Montana. He's like he, he never lost a Super Bowl. Yeah, but Mike, he didn't go to ten. You know what I mean? He didn't go to ten Super Bowls. He didn't leave a team at age forty-three and take another team that was seven and nine last year to a Super Bowl in his first year. The dude's incredible. Either way, let's not let's not belabor it too much. Mike, I want to go ahead and I want to move on a little bit. We will have time to further break down the Bucs and the Chiefs. We're going to talk about that again coming up here in this next week's episode. We really want to lay into that. But I do want to ask you this of the final four teams, Green Bay, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, and um, the Buffalo Bills. Who will not be back in the playoffs next year, Mike? Not be back in the playoffs? Yep. Out of Green Bay, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, and Buffalo Bills. Which of those four teams, (coughs) in your mind, will have the biggest fall off this next year and potentially not be back in the playoffs if there were to be one?
1: Well, here's the deal, and this is going to assume Tom Brady comes back because if he wins at all, who knows if he just walks out and never plays again John Elway style, right? I mean, that's the perfect Hollywood ending. Um, so let's just assume he comes back, Aaron Rodgers stays where he is. And saying that, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills will not be back in the playoffs in comparison to the other three teams. And the reason why is – I've already talked enough about the Chiefs. I mean, good gosh, might have to put a strain order on me, Patrick Mahomes, after the way I just flirted with you. You know what I mean? We're talking about yeah. the, the Packers, that division's a nightmare. The Bears, who's playing quarterback? Detroit, who's playing quarterback? Uh, we know who's playing quarterback for the Vikings, and he doesn't put any fear in anybody. Uh, the Bucks, they're going to keep rolling. The Saints are going to probably lose Breeze. Yeah, I got to go with the I got to go with the Bills because that logic. I think the AFC East is about to take a huge step forward. We talked about two scenarios where Stafford and Watson make him come back, and then you got Bill Belichick sitting there. He's not he's not going to waste another season again. Bill is not going to waste another season of his career. So I'm going to say the Bills. Who you got? Why?
0: I I I'll tell you. I like that as well. You're going to love this, and it's because I genuinely believe it. Okay, as it stands in Miami right now. Even if you guys ride with who, who I think, look, I, every, everybody thinks two is damaged goods. I, I, I like to jump on it just to bust your chops a little bit here and there. But Mike, he's so young in the league. He could very well pop next year and be the next quarterback. We don't know. It's way too early to tell. But assuming they stay the same, I still like Miami's chances at being a really, really good team next year and potentially, you know, rivaling the Buffalo Bills for that division. So I see there being, cont- I, I see there being some turmoil there. And do not make any mistake. The Patriots are coming back, Mike. They're not a team like the Jets or the Dolphins or the Browns that are content with staying in the basement several years. Okay, Bill Belichick missed the playoffs this year. Don't bet on it again next year. Yeah. So I, I see that. I see that division being very, very competitive. Buffalo had a really, really good opportunity to seize the moment this year, and I think they did it. I'm not saying they necessarily take a step back this next year. I'm saying that entire division, save the Jets, takes a step forward. And look, I don't want to get too far ahead of my skis here, but if there's a Deshaun Watson sighting in New, in New York, that, look, that entire division is going to be gnarly. So it really, it's, it's a toss-up, from my opinion. I, I, I think that Buffalo has the biggest chance to, to potentially fumble this next year. Mike, talk to me about this. Out of Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, and the Buffalo Bills, let me reverse the question. Which of these four teams, and I know you're going to say Kansas City, but maybe go ahead and exclude them, maybe of the other three teams, who has the most realistic chance of making it to the Super Bowl next year?
1: And again, I'm going to go with, uh, obviously, you know, the Chiefs are my number one, but number two, I'll go with the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to take this offseason. Eventually, he's going to quit moping and quit crying, and he's going to use this as motivation. That team has the easiest path with that division, and for Tom Brady and company, there's a real possibility Tom Brady is not back. I got to go with the Packers. Who do you got? Mike,
0: you're high in the night. (laughs) (laughs) You are high in the night. Tampa Bay. Are you get Look, as long as there is air in Tom Brady's lungs, as long as he dares to put on a football jersey, the man will compete and look at his team and they're only going to get better. They're only going to have more continuity next year. We're not going to be in a COVID season next year, Hopefully. Tampa Bay. Can I, can I say something Absolutely. on that too?
1: There's like three players with like the LeBron syndrome where people want to come play for him. I would put Mahomes at the top of the list. I would put Lamar Jackson at the top of the list. And right behind him, I got Tom Brady. I mean, you saw Gronk come down here. you saw Antonio Brown. These players are like magnets. People want to play for him. Uh, those are the three
0: players. So you might be right. If he comes back, if he comes back, I, I'm taking the Bucks. How about that? Yep, yep, yep. Rightfully so, Mike. I think that you are correct in saying that. 100%, man. Tom Brady, if he comes back another year, which I think he will. Look, at what point are you going to retire? Look at his regular season stats, Mike. I mean, the guy The guy was playing. Look, regular season, 4,600 yards, 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. You don't retire on a year like that. That is a career year for any other quarterback in the league. And, and he's, and he's having saying?
1: fun, and he's healthy. And I, I don't know, at some point, somebody's going to have to check this out, but does that man have a robot arm? Because his
0: throwing of the football is unreal in any type of weather. It's incredible, man. It's incredible. He is, uh, we'll, we'll ne- look, I know that you think that Patrick Mahomes is second coming, but we will never see it again, Mike. We will never see it again. Look, before we end this episode, I want to end on this topic. I want to talk a little bit more about Aaron Rodgers, Mike, let's assume, let's assume, because again, th- crazier things have happened. We, we don't know what's really happening behind the scenes. Right now, we think it's ludicrous that, to think that an organization would let Aaron Rodgers go at this point in his career after having a 48-to-5 <laughs> touchdown interception ratio season, right? We think that it, it can never happen. But keep in mind, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I'm going to assume that I get a phone call, let's call it from the Indianapolis Colts, and they're offering me three first round draft picks this year's, next year's, and the year after, and a bunch of players and a bunch of other stuff. And I've got Jordan Love sitting on the bench, which I thought was a first round talent because I picked him up there last year. Yeah. I'm looking to dump salary cap and Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, came out this morning talking about I want to raise. <laughs> You're looking to get three first round draft picks. You've got your first round quarterback sitting on the bench and a team that just went deep into the playoffs there are worse positions to be at for a team who has a disgruntled quarterback that's worth a lot of draft capital. So is there any chance that you can see this happening? And make me an argument for why it makes sense.
1: Well, I talked about I don't think it's going to happen. But if it did happen, I'll tell you the winners are us fans. I I mean, this will just set the offseason with Watson, Stafford, then Rodgers out there. Every single franchise in this in this league will now have more hope. Um, but I could tell you one team that I think would be a great fit for Mr. Rogers, and this is barring that if Big Ben retires. Aaron Rogers would do great in Pittsburgh. He, he's
0: he, oh my gosh, that would be he's used to
1: the cold weather. He would have better weapons. He would have a defense that support him the same way his defense supported him when he first went to the Super Bowl and won versus that very team. Um why not? Why not Pittsburgh?
0: Pittsburgh would be Pittsburgh would be incredible. Pittsburgh would be incredible. Let me give you another category. Yeah. What about the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, Jerry
1: Jones, man! First off, we'd have to go check in on uh, the cowboy every single day. Our boy Jake out there because he'd be hee-haw and oh, have a heart and last tail nose way all the way down our houses to you know talk football. But there's a huge opportunity that um, they'd have to do a three-way trade, but Dak isn't the answer.
0: I've said that all along. You get a player like Aaron Rodgers, you you make moves. Oh, 100%, man, 100%. I could definitely see something like that happen. Again, crazier things in the league have happened, Mike. It, it, it just depends on how big of a stink Aaron Rodgers is willing to make. And again, you got Matt LaFleur, young head coach there, man. You, you're throwing this guy under the bus, and at the same time, you come out this morning talking about, well, if I'm going to stay, I'm going to need to get paid a little bit better. Right now, I'm paid – I think he's tied for fifth or sixth in the league with Jared Goff. So that ain't sitting just. What a, just, so what what a ba- just
1: lack of awareness, because, you know, you go back to Drew Brees when he was in prime. One of his biggest problems was he was always the highest-paid player, highest-paid quarterback, while Tom Brady was taking, you know, good money but not great money and constantly resigning so they could sign an offensive tackle they could sign a wide receiver uh Aaron rodgers just don't get it um you're on tv all the time but you don't need the money you need to cement your legacy a legacy that just took a huge dagger it, as you stated
0: yeah 100% mike i'm going i'm going to throw out one last one last idea okay what about the new Orleans? what about the new orleans saints
1: <laughs> oh
0: my I mean, come on! Think about this now. Drew Brees goes out; he retires. Decides, you know what, guys? I'm going to hang up the cleats. You got a couple first rounders there. Could probably offload some talent, some other places on the defense. You get rid of a couple other players. What if they made this move?
1: It it would change the landscape of the NFL. Um, you know, keeping him in the NFC. Uh, the reason the Cowboys isn't as big of a home run as this because the Saints' defense is top five against the run top five against the pass. You put Aaron Rodgers with Alvin Kamara. I mean, I can't imagine that wheel route. Uh, Michael Thomas might actually score a touchdown or two next year. In True that. It, it would be a great scenario to watch that guy play on turf. Um, and then we get to see him play Tom Brady two times a year, maybe three. Ooh. Any other ideas? Any other places? I mean, would you, would that make the Saints the favorite in the NFC?
0: Oh, my God, yes, for the next five years. Without without question, man. Him and Sean Payton together, those guys would wreck the league, man. It would be it would be incredible to see. Keep in mind, Sean Payton, in my opinion, has been getting the very best out of Drew Brees, who's definitely diminished goods, man. You know he's he's got a uh, he's got a lot of lot, lot of lot of wear on the tires, man. Drew Brees is has been often injured the last few years. In fact, Sean Payton has been forced to have a winning record with Drew Brees out six or seven games over the last two years. So, um. What he's been able to do with Drew on the latter end of his career, I couldn't imagine you get a guy like Aaron Rodgers, the way he can toss that football around, what those guys could do together. One, one, I'm one, just one saying, last
1: situation because I got a third out there. The team the team yeah. he thought he was getting drafted by, the team that he played college football at, high school football at, the San Francisco 49ers fix and correct their mistake from taking Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers homecoming. They've got the assets. They could get rid of a D-Ford, a couple first-rounders, maybe a wider receiver like Brandon Ayuk. You bring Rodgers home, cements the legacy. You put the 49ers, they get to make up for their dumb mistake, kind of like when the Blazers passed on Durant. You know, like this would be a great, great story. And Kyle Shanahan with Aaron Rodgers in that run game, wow.
0: Could be what and look, Mike. They've got some other assets they can deal. I mean, look, they get Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo out of Dodge. Maybe somebody ponies up a second round pick. You flip that in the trade as well. I mean, there are ways to do that. I, I agree, man. San Francisco be a hell of a landing spot, uh, and we can go up and down the line of teams that can use Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, there's no, there, there's very few teams in the league that couldn't use him. But of realistic potential opportunities, I like San Fran as well. That could be very cool, um, Mike. Fun episode, man. Love talking about this conference uh, championship with you. It's a really fun week to watch. I cannot wait to be back with you next week. We will further dive in to the Super Bowl. We'll give real thorough predictions on what we think a play-by-play could potentially look like and what realistic scores. None of this 24-point margin crap you are talking about earlier. We'll actually get serious about <laughs> it debate here for a second, Mike. Um, we'll also talk about the Pro Bowl. want to talk about some things that could potentially make that a little bit more interesting and maybe a little bit more of a must-see And uh, a bunch of other great stuff. So stay tuned, fans, and we'll uh, we'll be back with you next week. Before we leave, I want to go ahead and end with the quote of the day. As always, this is very, very simple. Take it to heart, people. If you wait for the fear to go away, the opportunity will go away too. Never heard words so true, Mike. That is the gospel truth, my brother. All right. Anybody who's listening right now, make sure you subscribe from whatever airwaves you are listening to. And at the same time, visit us on Twitter for the love of Pete. Make sure you leave us some comments. Let us know what's on your mind. We want to talk to you. We want to talk about what you want to hear. We will catch you next week. Mike, we are signing off, brother. Have a great week. We are out skiing. Let's go. and POV podcast.